If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, October 18th. We are recording this from our home studio using a back of back up piece of equipment that I haven't touched in two and a half years. Three years. Maybe three years. Because I think the last time we recorded on it was for like right after Ellie was born and you brought this little, it's like a little iPhone sized recording device. Um, and we recorded Ellie's show there. But um, we actually recorded a full show yesterday. I thought it was not our best show. So we scrapped the whole thing and we're starting over. And so we sit down, we decide to record at night and then our main piece of equipment uh, died. So we used yeah. a backup, but we have a backup because I am married to Jeff Dollar and he is the king of having a backup. What's funny is I had a backup. The The main device that we record on is made by a company called Rode. So we have a Rode device at home and we have a Rode device at our studio at Industrious. And we also had two extra Rode devices at home that were just in case. Just in case both of the road devices in our life imploded, we had two backups. And I finally said, truly, it was two weeks ago, uh, I said, I why am I keeping these? Because you're trying to eliminate, I think, oh. isn't that part of your October illusion? Like trying to eliminate, always assuming for the worst. Always assuming for the worst. And then it's always having clutter. Yeah. So I said, I get, I'm going to put these on eBay. They're selling. It's the old model, the original model, but yeah. they're still selling for three to 400 bucks each. Yeah. So I put them both up at, at, I think, 325 bucks, low end. And they were in great condition. I take great care of my stuff. Yeah. But I wanted to move them quickly. Within a week, they both sold. And I thought, I, was, I said, this is wonderful. They're sold. They're out of the house. Right before we go on a vacation, I got 600 bucks in my pocket. Yeah. You know, that's not, not pay, a bad day for Jeff Dollar. That's going to pay for at least three Mickey Rice Krispie treats, you know, <laughs> yeah. and maybe a hoodie. And, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And uh, I was feeling good about it. And then for the first time in as long as I can remember, we have no recording solution at home. Yeah. What kind of podcaster are you? So, so unprepared. So, and I'm <laughs> hoping kidding. I do have headphones on and, uh, and this device, um, seems to be working well, but the thing that I'm grateful for today is, uh, sleep aids. Mm -hmm. And I forgot that we didn't record a show. So I took them a little too early. <laughs> this is going to be a great show for you listening. So it's possible that I hooked this up completely wrong. We'll see. Hopefully so, you're hearing this. If you're hearing this, we moved mountains to get it to you. Yes. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for all of the little like events at our workplace. Like, cause we have, you know, we're at a co-working space, but it's in a big office <laughs> building. The donuts today really moved you. No, I'm just, it just sparked joy in me. And I feel like I haven't given gratitude for that. So our building, not our, not industrious, but like the actual building that industrious is in said, come to the lobby. We've got apple cider donuts for everybody just because. And I just thought that was like the cutest thing ever. And the donuts weren't even like that good. Like I ate one bite. I tossed it. But the fact that they did that for us, I thought was so cute. Now in my corporate life, they would throw us a pizza party or have a breakfast. And I would be like, ugh. Why? Why? That's not what I want. I want to raise. But the difference is corporate. But now I find it charming. 
because when it's in your corporate life, the people who are providing that to you are your direct, the people who you report directly to. And it's either a buttering you up for what's about to come. Uh, yeah, hey, holiday shopping season is right around the corner. We're going to need everyone to work 12 hours a day between Thanksgiving right. and Christmas. And we really, really appreciate that. So here are some tips, treats. Right. And, and, that, I, and that'll make up for it. Or, you know, normally we do tips, treats, but this year we're doing crumble cookies because you guys really go above them. Yeah. Down. And I think for me, it was like, okay, we've got this breakfast that they want to throw. It's for like 300 people. So I can only imagine how much that costs. And I just asked for a raise and you told me there wasn't any money in the budget. <laughs> Like, so I would like to forego this catered Waffle House um, to get a raise. <laughs> I would like fewer fruit bowls and more bacon in my pocket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, we are doing a workplace-themed show today because we are having a very exciting day because we are launching our 17th podcast today. It is called HR Besties. It is not only hilarious, it is informative, and it is giving people in management, but especially people that work in HR, a place and a community, and I think it's so cool. So we're going to play the first couple of minutes for you. Um, and I said yesterday that this was my most proud moment in podcasting. Um, but here is the first. How much are we playing of it? Like one minute? Uh, we'll just play the f the first minute because they really do engage you. Right off the bat. From the first, the first two words really pull you in. Toe sucking at the office. Pro, con. What, we're not for that, right? No. We're Con, anti that. Okay, okay. Convict. Convict. Yes, you are a felon, Mario. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God. So I know that we do have a hard stop, but because this is our first episode, I just want to say thank you so much for letting us put yet another recurring meeting on your calendar. God, we appreciate you accepting this invite, don't we? 100%. 100%. We are so glad you're listening because this podcast is for you. We want to make your workday better and help you enhance your success at work by giving you a peek behind the HR curtain and offering our insights. We're going to start every episode with a cringy corporate speak, and we definitely encourage you all to play along at home in your offices and see if you can sneak some of these corporate sayings into your workday. Or maybe not, if they're a little too cringy, right? Take a drink instead, right? Uh, and then we're going to transition to hot topics, where we'll be covering things like difficult conversations at work, conflict at work, maybe a little Dave Ramsey this season, right? Because, boy, is he the HR our profit. And then we'll end every single episode with Q's and C's, questions or comments. And that's how it starts. And that's how it and starts. It's, you can't even say it's all downhill from there. It's all uphill from there. That's just the journey that you're going on. Expect some sharp terms, some sharp turns. Expect some dips in the road. Expect some community and expect some really good advice because these women have been, what do they have, 60 years of combined experience um, in people management. So it's it's really cool. They're really funny. They're so smart. And I'm really, really excited for this podcast. Um, and it would mean the world to us, to them, if you support them today, tomorrow, whenever, go follow or subscribe to their show, whatever it is on your platform. Um, rate it. 
Um, listen to it. Tell your friends about it if you like it, because um, that helps independent podcasters. And we're technically independent podcasters. Yeah, we have our own little network here. They, um, uh, the the way the algorithm plays everything out, they really like it when there's a concentrated burst of energy. Yeah, because they want to know that people are interacting with it. So if you have a podcast that you love, the best thing that you can do is listen to it and rate it and show them some love because then all the companies that host the podcast are like, oh, people like this. And it's really cool to do. And it's cool to see. I mean, we were looking at the charts yesterday. They got into the 50s with just their trailer. Like it was nuts. It kept flying up the charts. People are so excited about it. I'm looking right now. They are 44. I mean, they haven't even released an episode yet. That's crazy. And what's cool, can we toot our own horns? Yeah. Are we allowed to? Toot, toot, my friend. Toot, toot. We do such a terrible job of of bragging on ourselves, and we need to get better at it. And I really think it's a person we need to hire. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the job title is. I don't even know what to look for. It's called a toot tutor. A toot toot. (laughs) So if you would like to apply to be the Upside's toot tutor... Here's what you need to do. The 1022 toot tutor. We need a 1022 toot tutor. Toot toot tutor. Toot tutor. A toot tutor for 1022. Yeah. We need you to send out the 1022 toots. Because <laughs> so your job is to so you'll be the 1022 toot tutor. You're the tutor. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be our tutor. So yesterday we realized that in their respective categories, because HR Besties is in the business category, uh, the Carpool with Kelly and Liz is in the leisure category, the Mo News podcast is in the news category, obviously, um, parenting has Moms on Call, mm-hmm. then the parenting category. Kids and family, yep. And then we have two uh, uh, shows in the relationships category. We have Calling Home with Whitney Goodman, which mm-hmm. we launched last month, and we have The Upside with... Us, the show that you're listening to right now. Every one of those shows is on the chart in their respective category. And has been there for a notable amount of time. Right. Like it's it's crazy to me. I mean, Carpool is consistently like top 30. Moshe's consistently top 100. And he's next to like NPR and CBS and MSNBC. Like that is nuts, especially because all of those companies have like crazy funding and stuff like that. And it's so cool to watch our our shows, you know, like, like continue to be on the charts. And Moshe's had a show for a year and a half. Carpool is almost two years old. Like as of February, they'll be two years old. And the upside has been on the charts for almost five years now. So thank you. And it's just really cool that it's cool to look down and see our podcast that we're like, you know, funding ourselves and building this little tiny engine that could, so to speak. And we're next to some of the biggest names in podcasts with the most huge budgets that have gotten millions in investor funding. Um, and, and we don't have that. It's just our little, our little team. We're I've, small but mighty. I think I've just a couple things. If you feel qualified to be a toot tutor for us, uh, t- send us your resume. It's I'm not joking. I know because you're not. It's, it's, That's why I'm laughing. It's not a PR person because we have a PR person. It's because if 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 left to our own devices, nothing we do is worthy of PR. Right. We, we launch HR besties. I said to them, "You're going to chart." In you okay? 
Yeah, just breathing heavy. That was a big sigh. Sorry. I said to them, you're going to chart in your category. You're probably going to chart on the overall. And it's going to be an impressive showing. And then it happens. And it's just to think that's what we promise people and that's what we deliver. But when you look at the big picture, you got to have somebody toot us. We need someone to toot the fact that we have six charting shows right now and there are two million podcasts in the world. And that we are so proud of our I'm so proud of our shows. And I'm not trying to take credit for it. Like there are unbelievable hosts. Collectively, our network of shows does well over a million downloads Downloads a month. A month. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Toot. Toot toot. Toot toot. Okay, so in honor of our new show launching and talk of all place workplace culture, I realized that Jeff and I have had some really um, weird jobs and some things have happened to us that are stranger than fiction. So I would like to pay, play Two Truths and a Lie, Workplace Edition. Jeff Dollar, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I wish I had my contraption because I feel like some some 80s game show music. I think have. we I know, I think we need that. Can you can you add that maybe, in post or something? Maybe. Let's do a little pause here in case it's there. Something okay. that's along the lines of like money. Okay. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. <laughs> do you want to go first? Two truths and a lie. I once had a job where one of my duties was to uh, I was in the I worked in the kitchen of the restaurant and one of my duties was when the bussers brought back the cleaned out tables I would have to do the ramekins take the ramekins mm-hmm. of the condiments and I would have to pluck out any wayward fries or straw wrappers or whatever might be in there and then use a tiny spatula to put the food into a bigger vessel. Mm-hmm. So there's a big ketchup drum, mustard drum, a mayo drum, and I would eyeball it to see if it was acceptable enough it would go in there. Um, I once had a job when I was younger where my parents thought I got kidnapped during the job <laughs> and sent out a search party. Um, and I once had a job where I accidentally glued my forearm to a mannequin's, a female mannequin's, like, right between where her breasts are. (laughs) Um. Two of those are true. One of them is a lie. Okay. So I'm going to say... One of them you already know, I think. One of them I know. The ketchup one, I know. Like yep. the condiments thing. That is absolutely disgusting and a notorious story that you tell. So that one I know. I think they used it to make barbecue sauce or I don't other... care what they did with it. That is <laughs> nasty. Um, I'm going to say the mannequin's not real. The mannequin story is not real. Okay, but a search party? I was delivering papers. And there is a woman. How old were you? I don't know. Like a kid on a bike? Yeah. Okay. About 38, <laughs> I think. It's after I got fired. You know, I was trying to pick up a few extra bucks. Um, the fall of Jeff Dollar. But I had, yeah, I had a bike. It's cool. Reflectors. No, I was 10, maybe. Yeah. And there was a woman 
who I knew who she was because she was the she she was actually the mom of one of the cool substitute teachers that we had in middle school. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a rotation of, of substitutes when you're at school. Yeah, right. Of course. And Mrs. Miller was one of the cooler ones. Okay. And her mom, and I th- think she to- said to me one day, "Hey, you know, you are you deliver the paper to my mom's house. She, she, this is where she lives." And I said, "Oh my gosh, that's great." Um, and then I thought it was really cool because when you're a kid, any interaction in the real world, out off the campus of the school grounds, with your teacher is a crazy weird thing. So weird. So the fact that I would I was acquainted with her mom was 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 great. What the detail that got left out was that mom had dementia Mm -hmm. and i did not know what that was so i went into this woman's house and she owed me for a couple of weeks so she would go she said oh i owe you six dollars for you know three weeks i'm gonna go get my purse and she'd go in the kitchen get her purse but she would come back with some pie Mm -hmm. and she'd say do you want some pie and of course what 10 year old kid doesn't want pie and I said, would eat the pie. And then she, and she would say, well, now what was I going in the kitchen for? And I would say, oh, you're going to get me the six bucks because you're going to pay for the past three weeks, whatever. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. And then she would go in and she would just keep coming out with food. But it was all decadent, great food for a 10-year-old. So you're like, this is awesome. It was I love home, this place. Homemade cookies or like the, the grocery store sugar cookies that, that technically should take, like, taste like crap but are so good. And then random things like fruit roll-ups glasses of milk just stuff and i was a polite kid and didn't and i didn't think it, you legally could turn down a gift from an old woman right and I that was, would be rude i was in there so long just on Aww. her little golden corral dementia cycle that my parents came out looking for me and my bike was leaned up against the outside of the house i think it was my mom who found me just what are you doing we're like, she keeps offering me delicious snacks. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm waiting to get paid. My mom <laughs> was like, it's 8 p.m. You left it too. <laughs> Said, well, I'm not hungry for dinner. And okay. And then it, it was shortly after explained to me that Mrs. Miller would actually bring the money to school. Mm, got it. Okay. Um, Mine, this may be too easy for you, but maybe people listening okay. will not know this stuff about me. Um. So we'll see. Um, Two truths and a lie. I once was told by a boss to stop doing so many things out of my job description, like to work less. Number two is that one time I was working at a concert and Ted Nugent was there and I asked him for his autograph and handed him a black pen. And he told me that he didn't use black pens. He only used red and blue. America. (laughs) <laughs> number three i know that that one i know is one of the true ones because i was at the show it's so and, outrageous and i said well did you have a red or black sharpie and you said no he opened up his jacket pocket yes. and had them lined up literally like an artist has their brushes lined up or a chef has their knives lined up red white and blue sharpies now if you've never um if you don't know who ted nugent is you're gonna want to google that because there's really not enough words. I think he's better described in photos, probably. Um, and he has created this, like, I'm an all-American brand. He, like, shoots flaming arrows 
bows and arrows on the stage. He's he's a character. I mean, he is a character. And I was working. Well, let me tell my third thing, and then I'll finish the ten news. Is he the guy who you just simply said, "How are you doing?" And it was shortly after Trump was elected, right? No, this was forever ago. No, no, no. This was so long ago. This was, I think, this was after Obama was elected. And he said, "How are you doing?" And he broke down some analysis of something that was happening in the White House to a detailed level that all Callie could respond with. That's great. I'm like, I just need you to sign these posters. Thank you. Like, it was for a fundraiser, and my job was to get all the artists that were performing in our fundraiser to sign this stuff. And everyone signed in a black marker, and it looked really cool because it was like some artist had done like a concert poster for us, and there were like 256. We were auctioning them off. So every artist had to sign. And I... uh, Asked him to sign and I handed him a pen because artists notoriously don't carry stuff. They have people. I was the people. So he signed with a with a red and blue pen and he told me that he always carries red and blue because of America. And then he gave me a political lecture that was so far over my head yeah. and like probably a little bit conspiratorial that I just I just looked at him and I was like, OK, thank you. <laughs> like I didn't ask for it. I didn't say anything that would merit. But he is the kind of guy like he has created an amazing brand for himself, but man, he's a character and he acts it. I don't even think it's an act, honestly. He's the person who brings up the subsector subsecretary of the cabinet position that you've never heard of. And he's outraged by that person. Yeah. For like very specific reasons. It's wild. Um, And then the third one is that I once on the clock at my job was paid to wipe sweat off of Justin Timberlake's forehead. Oh, okay. I know two is the truth because I was there, which means one. Okay. One is very believable that a boss told me to do less. Yeah. Is it believable because we all have had really weird bosses at some point or is it believable because I'm such an amazing worker? No, it's because you're such an amazing worker. Yeah. And I could see, I could see you like at the beginning, maybe of your role at HLN. I could see there being a situation where you were getting in at two a.m. or something, mm-hmm. you know, to, to help prepare for for people who didn't show up for another three hours. And, and your boss said, "Come on, stop." So that's believable. And then um, in the music, I know that you have been in a room with, with Justin. Justin. I have. Yep. Um, I don't know. If and I facilitated an event with him. I organized an event with him. And I remember you telling me that he was very shy. So quiet. So yeah. for that reason, I'm going to say he probably would bust his own brow. Mm-hmm. So I will say the two truths are Ted Nugent and do less. And the lie is sweaty JT. Um, if I had wiped sweaty JT down. There is not a shot in hell that I could have been a podcaster for five years and not talked about it. Um, That would have been like the first thing and there would have been a whole episode about it. Um, No, I did meet him and I did plan an event with him when I was in college uh, that he did for students, which was awesome. But no, my um, that is a lie. I wish that had happened. And I, true story, did have a boss that I, (laughs) here's the story. Uh, and he, I, I won't say this person was a bad boss, but I think he was one of those people that thrives on like, 
he would be great at answering customer service calls and using a script like because he's just you know yeah. like the training manual says this so this is what we do and this is how it is like that's he's a, very that, by the book that's a middle manager and i i was not familiar with the importance and abundance of that position until my last job there's an abundance of people Yes. And I actually really like him as a person. But as a boss, I remember that I went to him and I was like, hey, I, I would like to request a title change and also a raise. And this is like my first year um, working for him. And I gave him examples of all the things that I was doing. And he looked me in the eye and he said, those things aren't in your job description. And I don't want you to think that I'm going to give you more money for doing things outside of your job description. And he was nice about it, but I my response was, well, maybe we should go on the executive floor and ask them how many times they've done things outside of their job description because I feel like that was an asset. Um, but definitely a workplace moment. That I didn't even really know like where to I, take it from there because I'm like, that's the weirdest thing ever. Like, I feel like that's the stuff I should get raises for. I learned in my in my last corporate job when I was working at Star, my biggest mistake was not realizing how the 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 how to play the game and how prevalent the game is. Yes. The the boss that I, I had two bosses immediately because bosses. your star job was like very corporate and your boss at the Burt show you basically kind of did what you wanted. Right. And when I got to star my the goal the mission there were bonuses there that I had a bonus at Star 94, that if we beat the Burt Show, it was a $50,000 bonus. 5-0, new car bonus. Oh, my God. 50, which was so funny because after um, I was there for a while and it got taken over, everybody was, was saying, why are you so obsessed with beating the Burt Show? You're like, because I want to get $50,000. I can tell you why. Look at my contract. <laughs> but so that was in there. Um and so that so that was my focus, yeah. right? Was trying to accomplish that goal. And but my boss wanted me to accomplish that goal, but he also wanted to do, he was motivated to do exactly what he his boss told him to do. Right. And there was no deviation. So if I said, hey, we should go into there, there's a lot of potential listeners in this community and we should do some appearances in this community. If in the last phone call, his boss said, hey, we're going to cut back on appearances for budget purposes, that was it. There was no saying, right. hey, the morning show wants to go out once a week and go Saturday mornings and hand out coffee in these neighborhoods. It just it wasn't even a conversation that would happen because this guy was. It was no. The boss said no. It would, yeah, but yeah. Th but there's a what I realized is there is a whole there are layers of those people who exist and are comfortable existing only saying yes to the person immediately above them. Yes. And I am so not that person. No. But I wish I was smart enough to play the game because I do play games really well. And I wish I figured out how to play that game. Because you would have way out manipulated yeah. that situation. Yes. I, or just... You just take the middle manager out of the equation. And you know who did that really, really well? Bert. When he started at the Bert Show, he... Yeah, because you guys had a technical boss, but I don't think... Never, I, never talked I to him. I don't even know if I met your technical boss. Bert 
had an attitude from day one that always made me nervous. I always thought it was going to get us in trouble, but it turned out, look, I mean, he's been there for 106 yeah, years Yeah, and he's so now, successful. Right? Is uh, he just never dealt with local bosses. He just <laughs> didn't think he reported to them. To their own frustration, they would say, hey, come on in, we're going to have a meeting. I remember we had a new program director. He goes, I'd like to sit down with you after every show or at least once a week. And Bert and I both said, because nope. at this point I had the, the his confidence. We're like, yeah, we don't do that. Sorry. And he's like, I'm your boss, and I just told you that I want to have a meeting with you. And we basically said, yeah, we don't meet with bosses. <laughs> like, how we show up and do our job. You collect the check and... yeah." How ridiculous is that? But anyways, I wish I just... You guys got away with so much stuff. But that's, that's all on Bert. Just never... He, it never once existed in his realm... Yeah. ...that he had to talk to the person immediately above him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, yeah. and that's like how a lot of people, especially creative people, like get stuff done. We made a handful of you cry yesterday. You were crying tears. Your mascara was running... You were sitting in your car trying to pull yourself together because Jeff Dollar made you laugh that hard. We, the dramatic cookbook reading, you've been asking for it for a while, uh, but it does take like some preparation and we got to find the right recipes and stuff like that. So it kept going like a little bit on the back burner, but I am here to say that is back. If Jeff Dollar will agree to do it, um, that will be I would love to put that in from now until the end of the year. I think holiday recipes are a great time to do it. And They're I, great. And I, and I would love to, I would absolutely love to, I would love to do that. You know what the greatest comment that I got was? And I seriously got dozens of messages yesterday. Of, oh my gosh, that was like your best show. I laughed so hard. I was like crying in my car. Like I love when Jeff's funny. Um, you know, people, people love you for that. So I love that. Uh, the best comment that I got was that someone was laughing so hard because you kept interrupting yourself. Yeah. So you are an equal opportunity interrupter and you will interrupt your own stories yeah. with side commentary. It's not just me. I used to, that used to drive only because uh, we talked about him before the break. Uh, that used to drive Bert nuts that I would have a sides to my own story <laughs> because... He was. He just wanted to get through it, and I would think some of the stuff I said was the funniest. And I would say it, and if it didn't get a laugh, I would stop and say it again, over and over. So I have no problem <laughs> interrupting myself, ever. Well, everyone loved it. So nice work. We're going to be bringing that back and um, some other segments. That if, if I, I can find the recipe, the recipes, uh, and feel free to send any that you see. Uh, my way, I, I can make that a weekly segment through the end of the okay. year. Okay, I would love that. Send away, send away. Our emails um, are both, is yours in your Instagram? Yeah, I think they're both in our Instagram accounts. Um, here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that movie therapy can actually help your mental health. If you want to boost your mental, mental health, watch a movie because there is a new field of study that is using movies to help explore emotions in a comfortable way. So it teaches you life lessons, deals with challenges now i'm pretty sure they're talking about movies like the holiday and not the documentary that i was talking about yesterday <laughs> pretty sure well, that would not help your mental health depends remember we watched that um that movie about the the tragic vatican story and it was so bad it was boring 
it was so boring and it was so poorly produced but the story was so intriguing that we couldn't shut it off. Yeah. That didn't help my mood. That, that did not that help my mental me health. That made mad that I spent time with it. But last week, I watched The Holiday with Ellie because it was on TV. And it just, it just Nancy Myers movies just take me to a whole different place. And I, I love them. Uh, your second random thing is... Did you uh, just fall asleep? <laughs> maybe. For like two seconds. <laughs> Your second random thing is uh, David Eldridge ordered some DoorDash, some McDonald's DoorDash, and he's you know patiently waiting for it. It's running late, unlike you know typical. Nor- normally, DoorDash is quick to his house. He's wondering what's going on. He sees a police officer walking up his front step with a McDonald's bag. He thinks, "What are you? What are you kidding me? They get cops are running DoorDash now between shifts. This is terrible." Nope, that's not the case. Uh, the officer, his officer, uh, Chris Spitalari, pulled over a guy. Guy didn't have a, his paperwork in order, had to tow his car and haul him off to jail. And oh the guy God. said, well, can you at least make sure this dude gets his food? The cop goes, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I will say that is really thoughtful, though, that the guy would even think he's being arrested. I'm not thinking about what food I got to deliver. No, but if you look at bigger the, fish to fry. <laughs> if, you the, if you look in the front seat of the car, you see the printout or the yeah. device, and you say, you That's know, nice. hey, what are you doing? And then the cop, the cop delivered it. I wonder if he got five stars. <laughs> Tip. <laughs> Here are your no, why? We already did that. What am I thinking? Your third random thing for today, also crime related. The FBI crime report shows that murders are down, but car thefts are up. This is very validating to me, who just had my car broken into a couple of weeks ago, and I'm glad that I am not murdered. I would much rather have my car broken into. Um, violent crime decreased about 2% in 2022. Car thefts rose up 10% in the same year. And there was a notable increase in carjackings, which is kind of scary. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, be glad when your car gets broken into. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you kind, and you always belong here.